Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 104. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt on our two-year anniversary. You're smiling really big about that. I know. I was like, um, just to hear like another guy say to you, our two-year anniversary. <laughs> you may. I, kind of feel, I feel a little odd, I'll admit. <clears throat> you may have heard a third laugh there in the background, uh, and you also might hear different acoustics in the room, because we are not recording at church right now. Uh, we are at the house of Eric. Eric, say hi. Hello. Eric, why are we at your house? Well, uh, you asked to be here to record this because evidently this is where it all started in the idea. Mm-hmm. This is this is where we crafted the idea of the Valley View the Valley View podcast. Yep. I remember I I'm looking out to Eric's backyard here. Um, we came to his youngest daughter's grad party, and my family was leaving, and we were walking past the badminton net. Yeah, right, over there. right over there and tyler was laying on the hill recovering from his intense badminton game mm-hmm. i think you were resting like i think i was hanging out with kids resting yeah, yeah. you put everything you had into the game naturally you were just yeah. laying there and i walked by uh and i think i was chatting with my son about this idea i had and you were right there i said what do you think about doing a podcast and i was like sure my boss of a month and a half i'll i'll do a podcast with you yeah. yes sir yeah it's a good answer <laughs> yeah dude when your boss asks you to do something you say <laughs> yes <a> <laughs> No, so yeah. we uh we figured yeah. in honor of our two year anniversary, which is crazy by the way, that we actually have done two years every single week. Like we have not missed a week for two years. Um, mm. we figured we we were originally planning on filming on in in the backyard on the back hill, but it's like a hundred degrees outside right now, so we're we're inside. We're overlooking where we were when we started it all. Yeah, we're sitting in a very comfortable spot. This is really nice. Yeah, air, air conditioning's on. Uh, there's a cat nice small table there's a cat to be honest i just turned the air on like mm. on tuesday mm. thank you we yeah, appreciate we that we're not sleeping well like we gotta just yeah. <laughs> we got a bowl of doritos here with us so. yeah we're sponsored this week aren't we yeah we're we, we have an official sponsor and an unofficial sponsor why don't you do the official one and then eric and i might talk about the unofficial one for a moment. okay sure yeah so thank you to bonnie g's <laughs> bonnie g's ceramics and more of eden prairie you guys ever heard of that no. Bonnie G's Ceramics and More of Eden Prairie. Anyway, thanks for the sponsorship, Bonnie. Uh, this is their ad now with an eight, an eighth location to serve you better. Wow. In Eden Prairie. In Eden. We're the eighth. Yeah. I'd love to be the 10th Keynes location in Minnesota or whatever that would be. Yeah. Now with an eighth location to serve you better, Bonnie G's offers custom and standard ceramics and pottery and woodworking for your home or office. Hmm. Specializing in pencil holders, paperweights, Vases, Lazy Susans, file cabinets, and ornamental fireplace grates. Bonnie G is a member of the Ceramics Guild and Professional Artists of Minnesota. Layaway options are available, and uh, we are always available for low-cost consultations. Huh, I think that's a consultation about your ornamental fireplace. Yeah. Aren't those things usually free? I feel like consultations are usually free, but... Anyway. Well, it depends how low the cost is. Yeah. yeah. Low cost consultation. Visit our showroom and pick out your next treasure or custom design for the perfect uh, perfect gift or just for your own living room. Bonnie G's, when you need that extra touch. Thanks, Bonnie. When you need that extra touch. That's kind of a weird one. <laughs> so that's our official sponsor, Bonnie G's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also, you may throughout this podcast hear some crunching, as you'll hear right now. Well, that was really good. That is the crunching of Doritos. Uh, Eric, why uh, why do we have Doritos right now? 
well, we'll transition into our first discussion. Because but. I don't know the official rules of podcasts and whatnot, but I listened. One of my favorite ones that you guys had was David's Hard Life, your 93rd mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So pretty recent. Yep. But you also spent a few minutes up front talking about craft shells versus noodles and which ones held more cheese. <laughs> so I decided to bring something along to this and yeah, you might be the first guest that brought a gift, to be honest. Yeah, something that holds cheese. Yeah, so you could dissect this for a few minutes if you want. So we have some Doritos. You do. That's great. Have we properly introduced Eric yet? Uh, I don't know. I said this is Eric's house. Okay. Yeah, so this is Eric's house. Eric Bryan is here with us. Um, Eric is a resident of Eden Prairie. Uh, he works for General Mills and has for how many years, Eric? Uh, 25. 25 years at General Mills, um, three kids through the Eden Prairie School District, married to Melissa. Um, he's got a cat named Socks. Socks so- so- cat. Socks so- named Cat. White Although, feet, right? That's why the name is Socks. He actually goes by Super Fuzz or Fuzz okay. Fuzz to be okay. <laughs> Either one of those are more interchangeable. We don't use her Christian okay. name. <laughs> she goes by it. She responds to the other two. Outstanding. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Tyler and I know Eric because we go to church together right down the street. Eric and his family just yeah. live right down the street. I mean, I've, drive. I've actually known Eric since I was like 18, or at least known of Eric. Uh, and it, my kids. Yeah. One oh, of his sons, like, was, I was his boss at Chaminade. So I think I probably ran into you once back then. I told, I told Matt walking in, I think this is the first house at Prairie Hill that I knew about. Because like me and me and Justin came to visit Eric, came to visit Colin one time. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, we go way back. Yeah. Yeah. We go farther back in my brain than in your brain because you probably didn't know me when I was just one of Colin's friends. That I heard of you, but I hadn't probably met you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so yes, all that to say, uh, we're going to be crunching Doritos because Eric brought them as a gift. Uh, if you don't like that, please refer to episode one where we said we'll do the things that are fun for us. Yeah. I want to eat Doritos and I kind of want you guys to hear us crunching them. So here we go. <laughs> there you go. So we're going to talk about running a little bit because that's mm-hmm. something that the three of us have in common. Yeah. No book today, right? No book. Okay. Um, but where do you want to go first? Well, I want to be vain first and talk about podcast episodes. Okay, let's do. <laughs> yeah, our two things today. We're going to talk about our some of our favorite podcast episodes in honor of the two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to talk about, like Matt said, running. Because all three of us run to varying degrees. Uh, we all have, well, we all have at least trained for a marathon, right? Yeah. So I, we have we have some things to talk about for running today. Yeah, we do. How? What's your gut feel? How much of our audience did we just totally put off because we said we're going to talk about running? I think we put off more by me saying I'm going to be crunching Doritos for the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So favorite episodes. Um, I th- I feel like we should let our guests go first. Did Tyler prep you for this? That yeah. I was going to ask you about. Yeah, okay, he did actually. So, so surprising, right? Yeah. So I mean, it was a really well worded short text but thank you <laughs> this is good that you're going first because i can look back at the episode and pick my you know, favorites I just teasing it, but no, no you I didn't give me it so these aren't in a particular order because i was trying to figure it out but i liked the 24th podcast is god actually good i mm. remember that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i did like the wrath of awkward conversation that was 79 yeah remember that and then i did like your one anniversary because you reminisce and then i got a flavor for it reminded me of some of the other ones mm-hmm. but right. then again that david's hard life number 93 was also one of the top which was the impetus for an uh, informal sponsor with the doritos yeah okay thank you for that list that's awesome i've yeah. got a question to, to ask you about that um 
one of the things that one of the goals we set out to accomplish with this podcast was to uh, help people, especially at the church, get to know us better <clears throat> in, a, in a way that's easy to consume that people can do anytime they have some free time, like listening to a podcast. Do you, do you feel like by listening to the podcast, um, you've got actually gotten to know Tyler and I a little bit better? Oh, very much so. And uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> it's not always the official content. It's your yeah. lens or how you comment on it uh -huh. that enlightens the listeners like me as to more of like, I, I can see that, or I wouldn't have thought that, but it makes sense type of thing. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, did you rank your favorite episodes? No. Okay. <clears throat> well, I think I will be ranking mine. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Um, I, I feel, well, one, one quick thing. I feel like on an episode we did about four episodes ago, I threw out that my favorite, my top two, our um, Tyler's middle school dance experience and then Tyler's hotel habits. Yeah. I felt like were my favorite. And I think I mentioned something about my number one, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, I think my third favorite episode is uh, the apple spitting episode. I think it's episode 14. Yeah. The apple spitting episode, episode 14. Um, I like that one because I think the moment that you spit an apple on me was one of my favorite podcast moments. <laughs> Because it was pretty early on. So like, I, you know, we were still getting comfortable with each other. But when somebody spits an apple on you, like the comfortability goes up a little bit. <laughs> that, that awkwardness just went away. Yeah, that did break the ice a little bit. Man, I mean, Is I feel like the ice, breaking moment? the ice maybe had to be broken before that, but it probably helped. I think if you would have caressed my leg before that moment, I probably wouldn't have told everybody. But <laughs> well, that you, was that caress touch one too. Is that what you're... That, mm, those are different that episodes. Was, yeah, those are different that. episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with that word choice that you made. Yeah. Yep. But I don't know... If, because if you're a sporadic listener, you may not hear this, but whenever he touches my leg during a podcast, I say it to everybody at this point. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's totally my fault because I, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with the term man spreading, but I spread my legs kind of wide when we're recording. So I'm like kind of in his personal space. So he brushes my leg a lot. It's totally my fault, but I pretend that it's not. See, this is, this is, I love the intro or the build up to the topic. This, this, okay. this, this okay. is why we get to know you more. Yeah. A great example. It just organically sort of. You just learned the Tyler man spreads. All the listeners just right. learned. That's yeah. what and I appreciate that clarification on the whole caress thing. Yeah, I finally figured I'd lay off the hook a little bit. Thanks. By the way, how big was the piece of apple that I spat at you? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't big. It like was enough that I than felt a dime? it. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. It wasn't that big. Okay. Um, my second favorite episode is the first one, hmm. Mountain Dew Theology Value Podcast mm -hmm. Episode One, mm -hmm. and I think that that one is my second favorite because it was. I think it was exactly what we wanted it to be, mm -hmm. like. We entered like the fact that two years later, I can look at people when they ask about the podcast and say, just listen to the first episode and you'll understand. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's 30 minutes long. It's us talking about whatever. And on that episode, we're identifying what the podcast will be like, not just two guys talking about their day, but two guys talking about, you know, other things besides their day. And sometimes it turns into them talking about their day. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that I think the first episode is like characteristic of the podcast as a whole. Uh, and so I appreciate it. And then my first favorite episode, which I think I talked about last time, uh, I think it's it's hot. It's the hot chicken episode. I think it's 88. The episode where we did uh, hot ones. No, it's not 88. I don't know what number it is. The one where we did hot ones, where we ate a bunch of hot uh, sauces, progressively hotter chicken nuggets. Um, the reason that is my favorite is because I love the show Hot Ones on YouTube. Full credit to Hot Ones. We did not try to steal their content. Um, and then also because that is the podcast that by far I put the most work into. And I felt like it went well. So those are my top three. That's interesting. I 
I do think it went well. It would never enter into my mind to put that in my top group of favorite podcasts. Why not? It's episode 80, by the way. Episode 80, because it's so different from everything else that we've done. It's an outlier because we did it on video and we were eating. And Um, it was longer than 30 minutes. It was longer than 30 (laughs) minutes. So um, I have that in a special category, special special place in my heart. That is funny that our... My two favorite episodes, one is the, I think, like the most characteristic of us as a podcast, and one is the yeah. least characteristic yeah. of us as a podcast. Yeah, good point. Good point. I want to kick a question over to Eric, because someone told me recently that um, I, I was sharing that I was part of a, a small but significant podcast team. And the reply was, you know, every middle-aged guy now has uh, has a podcast. And so I wanted to ask you, Eric, uh, if, if you were going to be part of a regular podcast, what do you... What kind of a topic do you think you would explore? What would, what would be in your wheelhouse to do a podcast on? Boy, boy. Um, I think I would maybe do all the different things you can do or experience kind of in northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, really interesting, actually. Um, just because I've spent so much time there and had wonderful experiences. Um, I think that's what I would do. Nice. At, at first, thinking about it. I don't know what else would be really in my wheelhouse. Um, I, stuff. I would listen to that podcast. I would absolutely listen to that podcast. Yeah. How often do you go up north? Uh, well, this summer, well, see. <laughs> I would say we usually make four or five trips every summer. Nice. Sometimes it's just to hang with the kids, but we can turn a weekend of moving or whatever into, well, we've got three, four hours. Let's scooch up and try something new. Cool. So with that in mind, I'm Perfect. probably in Duluth 20 times. Wow. Duluth and then scooching, you know, with yeah. moving and parents' day and yep. visiting and all that. Yeah. And for, for listeners not from Minnesota, because I'm sure this is actually a subsection that doesn't know what I mean when I say sure. up north. I should have. Um, yeah. No, totally fair. Uh, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, pretty much anything more than 20 minutes north is where people start having cabins from 20 minutes north to like five hours north. And so when you're going to your cabin, you say I'm going up north or when you go to Basically, when you go north, you say you're going up north, and that just encompasses where you go in the summer and swim and sauna and anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's get into what we share in common here. Oh, we? so you don't have any? Uh, you don't? You just had your two episodes that you mentioned very quickly. That's you right. You have no elaboration. I, on it. <laughs> I have, apologies. No, I don't have any elaboration. Those two kind of stand alone in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Did you Did you talk in episode 100 why you like those episodes so much? Um, well, because obviously I don't remember anything that we've ever talked about on a podcast. So I don't know if you said anything about them on episode 100. Yeah, I think I, I think I did. I, I said that I liked you talking about the kinds of things you do at hotels and the kinds of things you don't do because you I asked you pretty pointedly like, hey, if, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> if you were in a swimming pool, you know, going for a swim and there was a group of unsupervised kids there, like parents, five years old, yeah, five yeah. years old and younger, and they were swimming around and you could you know, and you were going to leave and do these kids would be unsupervised. Um, would you feel any obligation to like, let their parents know that you're leaving or would you just leave them? And you said, yeah, I just leave them. No. Yeah. Check out uh, whatever episode number that is for a fuller description, Eric. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've heard that episode before, yeah. but I probably, you know, I'm, the thing is when I'm driving, I'll listen, but I don't always get to finish mm. and then I'm on to something else. But yeah. That's what my parents say too, actually. Sorry, mom. <laughs> All right, now we can talk about running. Okay, yeah, let's get into running because that's something that we we all do to uh, one degree or another with varying levels of uh, success. But 
um, Eric, you're a runner. You have been for a long time. Tell us, uh, just kind of summarize your running journey for us. When did you get started? Why did you get started? And how would you describe your running career? Well, I was never a huge kid. So I played basketball and then did track. Mm-hmm. But as the people got bigger, didn't even, couldn't compete competitively in basketball either. So um, some of my buddies who were very low profile, but rock steady friends in junior high even were cross country running. So that was my first exposure to it. So mm-hmm. I did that and I stayed with it. And high school was fun. I began to understand because I can actually, I'm a better track sprinter mm-hmm. than I am. I'm a fast switch muscle guy. Yeah. Than I ever was. I was more successful in track than cross country, but I like the friendship, the mentality, the team, the suffering together component of it. <laughs> yeah. Which is a real bonding with friends. All three of us are cross country runners, right? Yeah. You ran cross country too, Matt? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, no surprise, or it was very surprising to me, but anybody who knows me, I always speak of my college experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where not only the miles pick up, but the spiritual aspect of it really was brought home with a great uh, coach. He was a, a legend at Luther College in terms of coaching. His name is Kent Fenager. Mm-hmm. So you guys got to look him up. But he would be, turn it more into running as a team and spiritual than ever in the individual accomplishment. And so I graduated uh, what did I, 91 and I'm still running as much as I can. It's nice. spiritual for me. Can't live without it. Cool. Uh, Matt, did you have the same coach? Because I know that Matt and Eric went to the same college. Yeah. Yeah. We both went to Luther College. Um, I did have Coach Fenonger my very first year, and then he retired after my first year. So I can confirm everything Eric said about uh, him. Just a giant of a man, personality wise, but as humble as he Mm -hmm. was, a big personality, just a wonderful guy, inspirational. Um, so yeah, Eric and I have that in common. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, I was going to say, what's your next question? Tell us about your running journey. Where did, when did it start and why did you get started? And how would you describe the level of success that you've had? <laughs> uh, okay. So I started running in seventh grade. I joined cross country. My plan was, so my dad did cross country and track. So my plan was, but I liked football. My plan was that I would do cross country in seventh grade. And then football in eighth grade, because I had done football in fourth and fifth grade, but they didn't have sixth grade football. So I was like, I'll do cross country seventh grade, I'll do football eighth grade, and then I'll choose which one I want to do for high school. Uh-huh. And then after I did cross country in seventh grade, and I realized that I was skinny, I decided I would just do cross country in eighth grade too and not football. <laughs> <laughs> so I did cross country all the way through. And I did track, actually, I sort of embarrassed to admit this, but I quit track like halfway through my senior year. So I did cross country for six years and track for five and a half years. Um I quit halfway through my senior year of track because I was really burnt out on running. And I realized that I was only doing it because I felt like people wanted me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the fact that my parents like let me quit was like s- surprising to me because they would never let me quit anything. Mm-hmm. But I think they could see that like, I wasn't, it, it wasn't, they had instilled the value in me that I shouldn't quit things. And to make me finish that was not going to do anything positive for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like the value was already there. This was a, a special circumstance. So mm-hmm. actually after after high school, I was really burnt out of running and I didn't run consistently for like four or five years. Um, because yeah, throughout middle and high school, I just like, I'm, I'm so competitive that I would just be mad after every race. Cause I didn't win. Um, I was going to ask you that when you talked about your senior year and quitting halfway through, like, were you putting a lot of pressure on yourself 
you think yeah. that was part of it and it just wasn't going well and you were just not in a good space? Yeah, massively. Like, yeah. to be honest, like, I don't think I've ever actually processed this out loud. So maybe I'll learn something about myself as I'm talking. Um, but I think what it probably was is like, so my brain has always been wired for school. Like I've always been wired to like be able to study something once and remember it. I've, I've always been a decent test taker. <clears throat> like those things have been really easy for me and like not taking a lot of effort and running takes a lot of effort, but I was pretty naturally good at running too. So when I was younger, I could do really well, not quite win, but like do what I thought was really good in a race without putting in much off season <clears throat> effort. Like I'd run during the season, but I would never run over the summer or over the winter. Um, but so as I got older, I got worse. Like my junior year, I was, I was pretty good because I ran a little bit that summer. That was the one time where I kind of ran year round. Mm -hmm. And so I had a really good junior year, but then my senior year, my times didn't get better. They actually started to get worse. Like my fastest 5k cross country was my junior year, not my senior year. So then I just, at a certain point, I just started to beat myself up mm -hmm. and think that I was bad. And mm -hmm. just because I wasn't, I, I didn't have instant success because I hadn't put the work in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I finished high school and I was really burned out on running. I didn't run for like five years, maybe not five years, but at least like three or four years. Mm. Um, and then I finally got consistently back into running during COVID, like right, like right when it was like February of 2020, where I got on, I remember I got on the scale at my parents' house and I was two pounds away from weighing 200 pounds. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to weigh 200 pounds yet. Not because like, not because there's anything wrong with that. Like I'm like six one, so weighing 200 pounds, like I'm not fat, but I just didn't want to be 200 pounds. So I started running again and I got really into running during COVID. Cause like I had time, you know, we had nothing but time so I could run every day. And, um, and then last year I did the Minneapolis marathon and it was awful. Uh, and so this year I want to do it again and have it be less awful. So that's, that's my running journey. There you go. Hey, here's where I'd like to go next. Tell us about your running journey, Matt. <laughs> hey, glad you asked. Thanks. No, cool. Um, I, I think I just realized uh, running was the thing that I could kind of be successful at. I, you know, I was fast. That's about, you know, I had some good ball skills, but I was too small to get playing time as a basketball player or a football player. Um, but I was fast. Um, but I, going into ninth grade, I still had my heart set on playing football because I love football. football. Mm -hmm. But all I got to do was return punts. I was just the speedy little guy, catch the punt, try to get a few yards. So the cross country coach really wanted me to come out for cross country that year. I said, no, I'm going to play football. You know, I'm sure as he's walking away, he's laughing, <laughs> laughing at me. Looking like, at Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh. So then the next year um, I did cross country instead hmm. and, uh, and loved it. Had a great team. We had a Marshalltown and a cross country, or it used to be a cross country powerhouse in Iowa. And then uh, went to Luther and had a great experience there too. Just a great, great camaraderie. And, and then, have tried to keep it going at various times in life. Having kids, it was tough to run during that season of life, but I've started to get back into it more recently. And marathon was a bucket list thing for me to check off last year. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's where I'm at. What I want to know from you guys is when you're out for a long run, because we've all done long runs, right? In training, we're out for 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 miles. What are you guys thinking about while you're running? Up. I'll share some thoughts, but I want to hear from you guys first. When you're out running, what are you thinking about? Okay, I'm going to go first, and then you're going to go second so that you don't go last again. Okay. Um, <laughs> on my long runs, I'm just thinking about the podcast I'm listening to. And at a certain point in the run, when I start to feel tired, then I'm uh, 
praying, like, please help me finish this run, God, please. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Matt? Well, I'm probably unusual in that I don't listen to stuff while I'm running. Yeah, you just think. You've told me that. Yeah. I don't have anything in my ears. Um, part of that is because I don't want to carry my phone with me. Like, I just, I just don't want to carry it. Um, so... I think when I'm running, I'm constantly diagnosing my physical condition. I don't know if you guys do that. That too. sounds agonizing. But yeah, I'm just paying attention to my body, basically. Mm. Like, and that's not 100% of the time. But I'm always thinking, how are my legs feeling? You know, how am I doing lung capacity wise? Am I feeling crappy? Am I feeling good today? If I'm feeling crappy, why am I feeling crappy? So I go through those diagnostic that's so funny. I'm trying cycles. not to do that while I'm running. <laughs> You're trying not to think. <laughs> I don't want to think about how I feel. Like, I just want to finish the run. <laughs> I also find that it's a great time to think just to kind of go back over like sermon thoughts if I'm, if I'm prepping for the week, because so often I just see things in a new way while I'm running. You guys may have the same experience, but especially if I'm stuck on a certain point and don't really know, like, maybe what this means or how to apply it or where to take it. And I'm looking for some shape for a message. Running a lot of times will help <laughs> as I am physically active and have time to think that over. So I do a fair amount of praying as well. Um, and then there's, you know, I also fall into just stewing over stuff that's bothering me or just trying to work out some of the stress or anxiety about issues that are going on in life. So it's a, it's a mashup of, it's a of all of things. Yeah. yeah. So Eric, how about, how about you? What's, what's going yeah, on? In mind? More similar, I think, to you in that I don't, I never used to listen to anything because <laughs> I loved hearing my own breath, just the, the breathing, and I kind of let my mind wander. Then when I got more out of shape and I needed more motivation, well, when I first start, I'm all jammed up with everything that's going on in my life. And the longer you go, that just through prayer, just letting your mind wander, just kind of yeah. dissipates. Yeah. So then when I was really trying to jam pack a decompression, spiritual run in fast, I find I started listening to music. Well, for yeah, more music than podcasts, but by sure. then I wasn't letting it go. Mm -hmm. So hmm. I was listening to music and kind of jammed up running faster, but I wasn't getting that release mm -hmm. of just calmness. So I put everything away and just started going back to the old school. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can, I, then I, I'll go suddenly a mile or two, tick off and my watch will vibrate. And I've just been sort of with God or letting my mind wander. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it, I have seasons too, where I'm praying for individual children about something, but intermittently it was, uh, I really don't think about a whole lot other than just letting my mind go. Yeah. I need that time to be honest with you. I think we, so we got like three minutes left. I think we've kind of been talking about the question I was going to ask the whole time, but I figure we, we always tell our listeners that our podcast is usually something goofy or fun and then something like vaguely spiritual. So how can running be a way that we glorify God? <clears throat> wow. which again we've sort of been talking about like all three of us just like naturally but <laughs> yeah yeah well I'll I'll take a stab at it here maybe in, a, in an unconventional way um when we ran the marathon last fall one of the impressions that was made on me was how many people came came out to support the runners and almost the almost the whole way there were people standing alongside cheering. Yeah, it was basically the entire 26 miles. Yeah, amazing. And the thought that I had from a spiritual perspective is, you know, the Christian life in a lot of ways is like a marathon. Um, you go through ups and downs. It's hard. 
Um, you've got people running alongside you. And I thought the people that came to cheer us on were a great picture of what the church should be like for people, um, for people within its own body, that we come along uh, alongside each other to encourage each other to keep going, um, to cheer each other on, to support each other, um, because we all need that. You know, it's too hard uh, to just do it on your own. And so, we, you know, the marathon was on a Sunday morning when typically we'd mm. be in church. And, but I feel like I got this great picture of, hey, you know, this is... Uh, one of the functions that a church should really be about is cheering each other on as we do this hard thing mm -hmm. called the Christian life. So anyway, that's where I'll take it. Yeah, that is unconventional. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Eric? You know, I think the way I glorify them is probably taking the time and having the conversations that we should be doing more during the busyness of our day. It affords mm -hmm. me that time to be able to acknowledge um, and it's also a way to honor when you don't want to get out of bed and you don't want to do it. It's kind of like your spiritual journey. There's times, but you're honoring the temple. I always have that sense of the fact that I can run and my knees are still good after this many mm -hmm. is I'm like, I'm going to honor God by trying to role model that for my kids or anybody else. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I get with that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I'm usually thinking about. I mean, first, like, I think what you guys, you guys are better models of it than me because I just listen to podcasts, but what you guys do and like intentionally make your running time, time to think about God, whether through prayer or through figuring out your sermons or whatever, like, mm -hmm. I think that's a really good practical way. Like if somebody's listening and they're like, yeah, I run, but it's it even good for me. And then like the thing that I'm usually thinking about is, yeah, this is a way that I'm glorifying God with my body. You know, like, I feel like it's very basic for a Christian to say that your body is a temple. But like, I'm treating my body better by running than I would be if I was, what is going on? Sorry. Eric's alarm went off seven seconds before the actual alarm. I'm sorry. That's my wife. Calling. That's all. Treating your body like a temple. Tell you, oh, tell your wife to call me. I have to talk to her. I called her earlier today. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's 30 minutes. So uh, have a great day, everybody. Eric, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us, Eric. Here's to Absolutely. another two years. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>